Hey again, hello, this is Shane and this is my podcast, Heartlines. Now this is episode 5 of my podcast. If you have been listening in since episode 1, I do appreciate your listenership. In this episode I'll talk about when I was living in Edinburgh, I got into trying comedy, stand-up comedy, how I learned the craft, the advice I took from other comics, and just watching other comics do their thing. I'll also talk about another creative outlet of mine as well, when I got into performing and writing poetry, and even tried some storytelling as well on the side. Now, I was in Edinburgh, I was living in Edinburgh a little over a month at this time, it was February 2013, and then this is when I just, this is around the time I decided to try stand-up comedy. Like a lot of people, I'm a comedy fan, I, I love comedy, I love watching sitcoms, uh, sketch comedy, perf- watching live comedy, like in go to the International Bar in Dublin on a midweek to watch the comedy in Dublin, Vicker Street, and many other live shows. I just appreciated comedy, but I never thought I would actually want to perform comedy myself. I just thought that's something I like to do. I watch as a hobby. I never thought, okay, I'll give it a go. I had one friend of a friend who said, I was funny. Why don't you do stand up? And maybe I just kept that in my head until. I got to Scotland and I just thought, okay, I'll give it a go. So I went on Facebook and I went, I joined some comedy groups and I posted up saying I wanted to try some comedy. And then one person got back to me and said, I have, I have a, a spot available or a, a gig available. Do you, do you want, do you want to take it? And I said, yeah, I'll take it. Where and when? And I went away and I just wrote up some, some comedy or material and I practiced and practiced beforehand. And I thought about a comedy name, so I thought about whether I'll, I'll give my real name or I'll come up with a stage name. And I came up with a name, Sean O'D. I'd have a stage name, I'd have more creative license, and I went with that from day one. And then came the day of when it was time to actually go to the gig. So on the day, I brought some housemates along. I went to the place, it was, it was a bar called The Blind Poet. It was upstairs in the bar, a little kind of room beside the main kind of upstairs bar. I... Introduced myself to the promoter, Davey Mitchell. Talked to some of the comics. I was nervous, I was curious, I was excited. And it was a new material night. So no one was really expecting, you know, polished material. There was diff- there was a mixture of comics from different levels. And then it was time to start the gig. I was introduced for the first time as Sean O'D. I got on stage, brought a lot of energy, gave him my best. It was a small crowd. It was a mixture of comics and audience. And I got some big laughs and I got some reaction. I got I got a warm applause and I came off the floor and I was excited. I was excited for the for my comedy future. I was I was buzzing. And I from that from that, that moment I kind of kind of caught the bug. I wanted more. I wanted to feel this adrenaline. I wanted to feel this kind of buzz, you know. And I enjoyed the rest of the night with my housemates and the comics I met. And then I just thought, okay, so I want to look for another gig. So I went away the next few days. I looked for more and I found another gig in north of Edinburgh, a place called Perth. I, well, I spoke to the promoter and she she said to me, her name is Samantha. She said, do you want to do, how long would you like to do? And she goes, you can do five or 10 minutes. And I thought, okay, I just done five minutes there. So I said, I'll do 10. Second gig, went there, performed at the gig. Didn't go quite as well. Thought I could bring the same kind of energy to the, my first ever gig and it didn't go well. And I thought, what do I do now? I was just, I was a little bit lost. I was like, I was like, this is my real kind of uh, 
welcome to comedy. I went away from, from that gig in Perth with the notion of I need to perfect, I need to come up with uh, a solid act. I was like many other comics on the circuit or in you know, doing performing comedy as an open spot. So I wasn't professional. I was looking for, looking for stage time. Now, I starting out or even in comedy, I didn't really know, like, I didn't want to be the one-liner comic. I, I knew lots of one-liner comedians who were really funny and had a knack of, like, were really good at wordplay. I wanted to do a mix of, like, anecdotes and stories. I, I didn't really engage the audience. I, I kept the audience at a distance. I seen some comics who were very high energy or funny, outgoing, energetic, and able to deal with different scenarios like hecklers. You know now getting better or improving takes time you know i took some advice from one particular comic said said to me if you uh what you could do is make the audience feel like they should feel sorry for you like make them make your life seem less than theirs you know so they get some empathy for you, you know i also reached out to different other uh comedians and I seen if I can get a writing partner some writing advice nothing much came of that eventually I, I bounced some ideas off another comic called Sarah Norman she was great for a while but I just decided to go alone and when you go alone you don't have you don't have a soundboard to test your material the only way you know your material is any good is when you go to actual a room full of strangers and you perform in front of them and then you'll know what to tweak or what to change I worked on different set lists and I came up with different material for different gigs and different set lists for different rooms. Now in Edinburgh, where I lived, I performed a lot of gigs in Edinburgh because there was, there was plenty going, you know. I I worked with many different promoters. Davey Mitchell was my first. I also worked with Rory McAlpine in another gig called Pandemonium Comedy. That was on a Monday I get lots of stage time there. Now, as well as that, I would also get to perform many student gigs. Edinburgh has a quite a large student population, so I remember doing one gig. It was called it was uh, called the Grassroots Comedy. It was a place called uh, the Pleasance Courtyard. Now, this particular venue was pretty. It's a very very well uh, laid out room. Back in the day, it used to have like now famous TV comedians, like pictures on the wall, like signatures, autographs that had they've performed there over the years. So going in there, I felt a tad little, little bit of pressure because it was, you know, it was a established gig in for the student world. And also like I had to give, I felt I had to give a half decent account of myself. Now, I remember I was performing there. I went backstage. I was sitting waiting to be introduced and between the host and the the acts in the backstage is a curtain. So when you when I was introduced, I was introduced behind a curtain. So it was like a theater entrance. I went on stage. I picked up the microphone off the stand, told my first joke. And the joke, first joke my, that I practiced so well, got nothing, got no reaction. I was like, what? And then I tried the second joke and I got nothing. And then at that moment, I just froze and I went, I, and the whole place went silent. And I just calmly turned around, walked away, put the microphone back in the stand and walked off the stage and just, I just ran down the, the backstage laneway and I, I, I was, I was, I was shocked. I was like, this is comedy. 
and I, I, I didn't like the feeling. I did. I, I was like, what just happened there? And then the host came on. He didn't expect to be on so quickly. And he was like, what? he didn't know how to react. So that was that gig. But the great thing about comedy, there's always second chances. And then I just thought, I, I forget about that. That happened. You know, you learn from this. And I went on and I the next gig I was performing in Glasgow in a place called Vesper, uh, called uh, the Vesper. And it was, I went away. I, I, I tweaked a few things on, on, on my on my set list and I went to the gig. I had some friends along this time. And you wouldn't think what would happen the previous night from the performance the next to this night because I actually done very well. I got good reactions. I got good laughs. And the promoter, who his name is Graham Barry, he was like, in his head, I felt maybe he had some plans for me. He had some gigs coming up. Because when, when you perform a good gig, you're hot property. When you don't, you just want to snake out of there. You, just, you don't want to be seen, you know. I was just happy to get the laughs because that's why I, I, I was doing comedy. I wanted to give people smiles and make people happy. Well, Glasgow has a good tradition of great comedians coming through. Like got like Frankie Boyle or Billy Connolly and many different co- comics, even up and coming ones as well. And to perform well in front of Glaswegians was, was special. I was living in Edinburgh, but my comedy schooling was in Glasgow. Now, like a lot of comics when they're starting out, they get into two different competitions. And I, I done one competition and it was a new act competition. And it was actually in Glasgow. It was in a place called the State Bar. And it was called So You Think You Are Funny. And this has been won by many different comedians over the years. Like Peter Kay, Tommy Tiernan, Dylan Moran. So they haven't done so bad for themselves. So I just thought I'd, I'd apply for this. It was in April 2013. And it had to do an eight minute set perform in front of an audience in the state bar and the judges would decide who goes through and i i didn't get through but if you want to check out my video it's uh you just type in sean od so sean s-e-a-n o possibly d-e-e and the state bar and check it out i also have other comedy as well up on sean od up on my youtube check them out if you want give me your thoughts also another competition or different format i want to try different formats i wasn't afraid to Put myself out there and see if I could, you know, I could improve on my act. So I went and done a show called The Gong Show. Now for any comic, a gong show is basically you get to get up on stage and then what happens is if you don't get a reaction from the audience or get any laughs, you get, you, you are gong. Get it? Gong? Yeah. You, you get gonged off. So the idea is to stay on the longest and not get gonged off. And it's very interesting watching some comics like, win the crowd over because really they wanted to gong you off it's that it's like it's a great stage for talent and masochism i think the longest i last was like a minute one minute i lasted i was like my goodness it's it's like the the lion's den for comedians in glasgow in particular in edinburgh as well i worked with many different promoters i worked with it was ginger ale comedy debbie and chris they had many different events going on i worked with them they were they were really cool always offering me chance chance for for stage time whether it was like for charity drives or just gigs they set up and another gig i loved going through t- for was the iron horse comedy which was run by a friend of mine at the time john carruthers and he was a lovely man in comedy and it was a great night it was always fun it was always good fun uh, it was a laugh i got some laughs and it was a mixture of open spots or kind of newer new acts and season pros so it was a nice balance going on there 
Now in comedy, in comedy, it takes a lot of time to like improve. And I was always working out a solid act, you know, just trying to get that solid five or even 10 minutes. In comedy, I was like a comedy yo-yo regards performances because it was very up and down. As a side or, or another creative outlet, I, I got into doing uh, performing poetry. And it all started in the same venue where I started out performing comedy in The Blind Poet downstairs. It was a night called Blind Poetics. And I performed a, a self-written uh, poem called Crazy. And that eventually got featured in The Blind Poetics publication. And through this, I got to know I got to know other events going on around the city. I got to know some friends. And one particular friend of mine, Rose Ritchie, she had another event in Leith, a place called Leith. And we got to like meet different performers. We got to tell poems. We got to sing songs, just have a laugh. Another uh, competition, and this was poetry I, I got into or I competed in was called a fly thing. And basically, flighting is an, it's like an old style of insult battle in verse. So it's like a poetry insult, insultaton. And I actually, I actually done very well. I enjoyed this, and I actually, I I was the 2014 and 2015 flighting champion. So I am an award-winning poet, which I'm very proud of. I have the trophy at home, and in 2015. When I was awarded this, I got to compete against a, a local reporter in like STV or Scottish TV. And I don't know, I, I'm not seeing that uh, footage, but I'd love to see it to see me uh, flighting off against a local reporter. And as well as being 2015 flighting champion, I was automatically uh, entered into a Scottish slam poetry competition. Now, slam poetry is like high energy beat poetry, it's very, it's like very fast paced poetry, very performance based. So I was I was entered into this competition. I had two I had my poem I, I qualified with and I also had a another poem I wrote up. And the whole idea was to perform your po- poetry, not to read it out. So but for the first one I wasn't really comfortable with, with performing it, so I read it I read it out. But you were judged on performance, so you reading your sheet notes. So then the second poem I performed Acapella, no, no sheet notes. And it went okay for the first one, two, three verses. But after the third verse, I just, I, I, I went blank and was in a 500 arena seater, uh, a, a 500 seater arena. And uh, there was 500 people clicking their fingers, like click, 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 m- making me jog my memory. But eventually I just picked up my sheet notes and, and read out the rest of the poem. It was a good experience. I, I didn't win nonetheless. And not many people can say they, have competed in a poetry championship. Another outlet for me to creatively I tried was I got into storytelling. I'd done a couple of storytelling nights. I done one particular storytelling night was down the bottom of the Royal Mile. It was in a place called the World's End Pub. And basically I had to tell a story, fact or fiction. And this story I told was a true story. It's about the time I got locked out of my apartment. So I'll give you the gist of, of what, what, what exactly happened. One morning, I, I I left my apartment. I locked the door. I went out to go to the to do an errand or go to the the shops. I came back and put my key in the door and I in the lock and I tried to open it and I, it was it was jammed. I was like, okay, what's going on here? It's the door's not opening. And I just had a new housemate uh, 
stayed like it was only literally a day or two the person was there so we didn't i knew the person worked nearby but i didn't have a phone number so we couldn't even call them to say the door was jammed or you know what do we do so i went downstairs outside the building looked up in the window i noticed the window was open so i thought hmm how am i going to get in on the third floor my window was left open so i just thought okay so what do i do so i thought i'd walk over to the fire station i'd knock on the door and, and tell them that i was locked out of my apartment and the person who answered the door said we can't help you here if you want to call the emergency number the emergency number uh, and the, if it's a real emergency they will come out and help you so i called them i called up the number and I, I said that i was locked out of my apartment i had no key which i did and i also said the cooker was on which it wasn't so he said just wait outside we'll be over to your apartment in a few minutes time they brought the fire truck the extendable ladder climbed in the window Check to see if the cooker was on. It wasn't. Check to see if there's a problem with the door, if it was damaged in any way. It wasn't. As it turned out, the door was actually double locked. I never actually double locked my door. I only single locked. So my new housemate must have actually double locked and I didn't realise it. So if I, only, if I only checked that to see if the door was actually double versus single locked. For not checking that single lock, I was sent a bill from the chief for the fire service for the amount of £400 for a call-out charge. So Now, on the night, people actually found it quite funny, but at the time, I didn't find it very funny. So that was uh, another aspect of what I was up to in Edinburgh. I have a bit of storytelling on the side, as well as poetry and comedy. This has been episode five, guys. I hope you like what you hear so far. My name is Shane. This podcast is Heartlines. If you have liked what you hear, please like and subscribe. Download. It's available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Next episode will be out in a week. We ha- I have weekly episodes here on my podcast. Once again, this podcast called Heartlines. And take it easy, guys.